Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, episode 173. I looked it up. And we're back. And if you're enjoying the whiskey baritone of my voice this week, it's because I had food poisoning over the weekend. So I feel much better. I feel much more sort of uh, adult contemporary, uh, late night, disc jockey, early 80s, mid 80s. You know, that kind of guy. Kind of guy who would say, and this is Starship. And then, we built this city. <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. And right now, everybody's saying to themselves, okay, Renaissance Alec Baldwin, where's the Medusa? Well, she's... Right here. Right here. Thanks for sharing the bright side of food poisoning with us. <laughs> Always look on the bright side. Yeah. Your voice sounds better, in your opinion. I always like your voice, actually. I don't, but I don't think anybody likes your voice. And I think you like your voice, and As you made your living singing voice. with your voice. It's true. Yeah, yeah. well, I think there are a few uh, people that have very high opinions of themselves that probably do. But most people do not. Even, even like you said, actors, actresses, whatever, like professionals, generally don't like their voice. I'll bet you Barack Obama loves the sound of his own voice. I think so, too. See, I know. That's what I was saying. There's exceptions. He but. seems like the type that, like, sits alone in his den at night, like, giving great speeches that no one will ever hear. <laughs> you know, then sometimes, like, after he gets high in the morning and he goes into his speechwriters and he's like, now that he doesn't have, like, Aaron Sorkin and all the A people because he's no longer relevant in a lot of ways publicly. He's relevant behind the scenes, but he doesn't have to give a lot of great speeches anymore because his time is over but he used to have the cream of the crop speechwriters i did not know are you serious aaron sorkin wrote oh, yeah. speeches for him? yeah That's lots of hollywood crazy. people wrote speeches oh. for him is that typical, at least for a Democrat? Not for uh, that level of, you know, wow, no. Wow, that's crazy. No, he got the best because yeah. he, was, he, was, he was all the money. Like Aaron Sorkin already had all this practice <laughs> writing for like a TV president. And yeah. so it's like, oh, yeah. I think that I was the, the basis for his hiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so I, and then he gets high and he goes into his speechwriters. He's like, yeah, here, here's some... Uh, now listen here, these are some ideas that I had, and uh, I think they're great. And then he lays them out, and they're all, those are terrible. Shut up and say these words. See, that's a pretty good Obama impression, too. Yeah, I think... You don't do that one a whole lot. I either. don't. It's hard to do an Obama imitation. It really actually is. But if I spent a few days, I could really get into it. I think so, but yeah. I think I would like myself less. <laughs> I, I would need to take hotter showers. Dirty. <laughs> dirty, dirty. <laughs> dirty, dirty. Exactly. Um, let's see. Things that are interesting right now. Um, well, obviously, if you read the title of this, uh, the email that came with this or the post that you saw, it was titled The Strong Case for Revolt. And I think we're at that moment. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to keep this podcast short because I want you to actually watch the video that's in the body of, of the post or the email. You know, if you're getting this through Spotify, Go to Control All Revolt, the podcast, the website. It's on Substack. And then find the video and, and watch it. Um, I think it's important that you watch this because the, a very eloquent point that's made in the beginning of this video is that people who take power seldom give it back. In fact, they don't ever get it back. And the only way that you are going to get back your life 
your freedom, your basic rights. I know we're all waiting for this pie in the sky of Trump or the red wave, everybody. It's coming. I mean, like the red wave to me right now feels like bad 90s Sunny D commercials. You know, like, it's awesome. It's totally uber extreme. You know, and you're like, it's so freaking phony. These people, like, if you're paying attention to Alex Jones, I don't know. He's over reading this law that they just jammed, this uh, amendment that they just jammed into the, the defense budget bill. And if the things that Alex Jones is reading in that bill are even halfway true, you don't have a country anymore. You are literally living in uh, a dictatorship. And... And this isn't just some like rando senator or congressman lunatic who just said, I want a bill where we criminalize being white people because they are the devil. It's not like that. It is a it is a party endorsed leadership endorsed bill that effectively and it, uh, amendment. I should keep saying amendment because this is how they do things. They're trying to pork barrel it into the larger bill. And it is a bill that that seems innocuous or an amendment. I got to say that. An amendment that seems innocuous, but it effectively gives the president the control over the military domestically without having to go to Congress. Now, I was told under four years of Trump that Trump was a dictator and that he was going to put you all in chains, you know, and and now I'm saying like, oh, and so you say, well, why would they need to do that? The bill goes on to explain that right wing MAGA voters and extremist people and all, you know, you. Um, need to be rounded up, uh, uh, and all of this will be at the direction of, get this, the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party and the Southern Poverty Law Center, and I believe the ADL, will have direct control and planning with the military to get rid of right-wing extremism. It doesn't even say extremism. And it's, it like, I can't even believe it's true, but Alex Jones is over there reading it. So, I, you know, hopefully it gets shut down or whatever. I don't know. But when you look at the state of play of things right now, which things are getting imminently bad by the second. And honestly, like I'm taking a survey. We, the Medusa has been taking a survey among her tribe. And if, if you're not, and I, I never thought I'd say this a million years. If you're not prepping, if you're not ready for minimum about six months of having to do without basic services. I mean, from medicine to food to energy to to defense. To obviously a good water source for sure. Yeah, a good water source. Those kinds of things. You're in big trouble. And I really think this is going to go anywhere from six months to two years. It might be shortened. I think initially in sort of the WEF plan, I think it was going to be shortened. Um, it was going to be longer. It was going to be about two years of the disruption, and they'd reintroduce this new sort of savior government where you would end up not actually being, believe it or not, an American citizen anymore. And I know it sounds crazy or human anymore. Um, but I think because of Trump, things might be shortened because they're, they've got to get back on the schedule that they have. So I don't know how you can plan for two years of survival this late in the ballgame. The people who have a shot at two years of survival are either people who establish their own ecosystems, farms, or small warlord tribes. They've got the shot. If you have to go beyond six months, it's going to be a real long haul for you. Um, but I think six months, you know, maybe something will happen. I don't know. I really honestly don't know. 
But those are the way that things are shaping up. So I think we're at the final window of the ability to do something. And if you think it's going to be the Republican Party or Trump, I'm just going to tell you, like, Trump's still not backing down on the vaccines. So that's kind of a deal killer for me. Um, the Republicans are selling us out right and left. Uh, I just had something happen to me in my state, which I'm not going to talk about here because I don't want... I, I think I have a couple of people that are not necessarily who they are in my life. And so I'm, I'm kind of loath to share a little bit of information about that. But I just had the government basically go after me. My local state government basically exposed me to danger. And and then basically, yeah, it's kind of jacked up. So and it was and it, and it was it was on purpose. And it was I ran it by a lawyer that I knew. And he was like, this is the height of shitbaggery. So that's, you know, basically your government is making war on your war on you. The video that I want you to watch and the videos I want you to watch is is a video on what the real coup is. Now, the reason we're being told about the January 6th coup and all this kind of stuff is because they are trying to cover up the real coup. The real coup actually took place several years ago. And as this video points out, it took place in 2008 with the tarp loan. And this lawyer is a guy that I've come to know recently in the last year um, just by watching his videos and everything like that. He's probably one of the most sober people I I know. Like, it's facts and data guy. And and did you mention a lawyer? And a lawyer. So, I did yeah. mention a lawyer. Okay. So uh, this is not a per this is not an Alex Jones person. Weirdly though, Alex Jones keeps turning out to be right. Um, it's not a Joe Rogan person who's earnest and looking for information. I think in an honest way, with probably way too much drug use. <laughs> You know, um, this is, this is, this is a sober person who, you know, like if you've ever had a good attorney, you go in and you say to that attorney, I want to do this insane thing, you know, which usually whatever you want an attorney to do for you is insane. You're like, I want to sue this person or I want to fight Disney, which is something I've said. And, and, uh, and the attorney will usually disabuse you of your grand notions, a good attorney, a stupid, a bad attorney will take your money and indulge your fantasies. A good attorney will tell you, will shoot your case down right in front of you. And then tell you, if you want to go, these are all the difficulties. And that's the best way to proceed. And this guy is from from that, that cloth. And so, but the things that he's saying lately um, should stop you in your tracks directly. So we'll keep this short today. We'll do more podcasts this week. But I'd like to take away from this podcast and I'd like you to go listen to this thing um, because I think we need to I think we have a shot to clean this country up. We may not even have a shot to clean this country up, but what other choice do you have? OK, you have another choice working through it. You have the choice to go where they want you to go to. Now, at the minimum, where they want you to go to is you have lost your rights, you have lost your money, you are perpetually in debt or own nothing, and you're no longer really an American citizen or a human. If you're listening to what the globalists are saying, and you have to understand that our government is almost completely globalist, and if you're not noticing Gavin Newsom, which I can tell you from personal experience, 
is a nightmare is being pushed forward the entire United States will become California and you know what a joke that is and he seems to be being pushed forward pretty quickly not like even a 2024 election he's showing up at the White House a lot lately something is about to happen so that's the minimum choice other choice that you have you want me to tell you the maximum choices the maximum choice if you really believe what they're saying and you cut through their word salad and stuff like that they're trying to kill you when they talk about global population when they talk about vaccination as a means of birth control and things like that they are trying to kill you i mean even the other day someone played the clip of hillary clinton talking about there are a lot of adults in this country that need to go to camps she said that and her base just laughed and cheered and then she followed it up with and you people need to run those camps and people don't pay attention to that part of the statement do you know what that would be like have you ever heard about the stanford experiment where they took some college students and they made half of them prisoners and half of them prison guards these were college educated you know sort of hippie-ish love peace power generation people back in the 70s might have been late 60s um, but these were not right-wing block power thugs or even left-wing you know fascists these were kids doing research and psychology trying to figure stuff out and within hours the prison guards went full brutality so you think the, the the crowd that's been wearing a mask and telling you good luck on the ventilator and I wish you were dead, you think that they're going to be kind or benevolent prison guards? No, I don't think they are. So we got to clean this up. That's your only option. Your only option are either you got nothing and you're no longer an American or a human um, or you, they're going to kill you. I, I don't... Please jump in the comments and tell me if I have any, if if I if there's an option I I'm not seeing that you see. So there's one other option, and that option is you got to free yourself. But as stated at the beginning of this very good video, and it's short, so I don't think I'm tuning into a four-hour lecture. It's 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 short, but it's it's the beginning of something. And whenever you're going to do something, like say you're going to build a model airplane, or if if the ladies are listening, and I know this is completely sexist of me. You're going to crochet something or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever project you're going to do, make a recipe. I make recipes as a male. Actually, a lot of times I don't work with a recipe. And my success ratio is about 65%. No, I would say like 90 to 95. You're really good at cooking without a recipe. You're There's always good at cooking because you always use a recipe. You can't deviate from a recipe. You measure out like grains of spice, like some nuclear scientist working with <laughs> uranium P38. I know, pretty much. I have a few things that I now don't use a recipe on, but generally, yeah. yeah. Especially something totally new, yeah, I got to use a recipe or it's it's not going to be as exciting. <laughs> exactly. So before you, before we clean this up, and like I said, your only other options are own nothing and no longer be a human being. Be, and also I'll tell you, that plan involves you being sick constantly. It will be a Munchausen by proxy government, if you don't know what that means. Um, look at the sixth sense when the woman poisons her kid and the kid dies and the ghost kid makes a video and little Haley Joel Osment sees it and 
uncovers the fact that his mother killed him. That's an actual psychological syndrome. That's that. That's how like parents who feel insecure, or whatever, prove their worth by poisoning their children. That that's that actually has happened, and it's happening right now. And it's actually happening in the form of a government, though I don't know necessarily about the actual care. I think they're just yeah. killing us to trying trying to prove their worth. Um, so you have that option, or you have the option where I think is probably the most likely if you actually listen to the menu that they're describing to you, which is they're going to kill you. So you have this other option is you got to get yourself out of this. But as stated at the beginning of this podcast and then the one in the video I want you to watch, um, people who take and steal power in a coup d'etat. And what he really does great in this video is he explains exactly in two sentences what a coup d'etat is and shows you how the coup that they're talking about now with Trump and everything like that is not. A coup, a coup is when someone legitimately uses their power to take the rest of the government, not illegitimate power of some dude in a shaman hat pooping on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I don't know if that guy did it, but apparently someone did. So that's kind of that. That gives me a little warm smile every day when I think about that. That she's got to sit on a poop desk and work. She, you know, oh, she had to get a new one. A new desk yeah. For sure. And they're like, now it's the government. We can't just get you a new desk. And they'll be like. This is the speaker of the house desk. It's been for 200 years. And she's like, I want a new desk. And they're like, well, I'll tell you what. We'll take it down to the shop and we'll sand off three or four layers. So you didn't. And and I'll bet you in some way, shape, or form, because it's the government, she had to accept that first step. And then, but you know, like, like if something falls in poo, it's dead. You can never wash it enough in your mind. You could, but you never can. So I like that at least at some moment in her life she's had to work on the poo desk. That's you know that's not awesome. I don't know what is. So um, you've got to take back power, and the only way that you're going to do that is through revolution. So no more pussyfooting around. No more waiting for Donald Trump and the Republican Rangers to ride over the hill. It ain't happening. There's no calf. There's no do 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 It's not happening. You're the calf. We have to do a revolution. Have to. Now, I think what I'm saying is illegal. I think that I can be arrested. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't really want to say I really don't want to be arrested. I don't really want to be taken away. But if you accept that people who take power and steal power don't just wake up and give it back and then you say well i'm not comfortable in living with the two options that i'm afforded death no longer being a human being not having anything and i intend you know i always go back to that revolutionary war captain when they asked him 25 years after why did you fight in the american revolution was it because of the you know and this guy who was asking this was all these other issues that, um, you know, the, the British tea tax thing and all these kinds of things and issues that were relevant at the time. The guy was trying to provoke an answer for that. And this old Revolutionary War captain said, we fought because we had always been free and we intended to always be free. And that was the mindset of the American colonists at that time. They considered, even though they were at the beginning of their lives, subjects of the British crown, they considered that so far away that it didn't matter in their lives and they liked being free and i think we still have that distant memory of that in our own lives 
And I think that we have the opportunity to have that. And I think that we have the right to have that. So what we have to do now is we have to establish what went wrong. And then we have to clean that up. That's how you fix things. That's how you diagnose problems. You don't just start shooting people up with medicine or you know, taking a broom and sweeping up the mess because if it's mayonnaise, it's a jar of mayonnaise, glass jar of mayonnaise on a linoleum floor, sweeping it up is just going to make it worse. There's a different way. If you ever worked in a grocery store, there's a different way to clean that up. Just like oil, you got to use sand. If it's, if it's water, you got to use paper towels. If it's rice, you got to get a broom. There's different ways to clean things up. But if someone says, go clean up that thing on aisle three, not all cleaning, you got to figure out what the thing is. And then you got to clean that up. And so what I like about this video is someone has finally articulated, in my opinion, this is what's wrong. And this is where we start. And I think that you will find that it will be pleasing to you to know who did this and who is responsible. And then always comes that next step. Like, well, what do we do? Well, I think it'd be very easy for you to know what to do because you will know who your targets are. You will know who did this to you and you will know how to give them no peace until they are held accountable for the crimes. And this lawyer points out and explains, contrary to what Barack Obama said, that they are crimes and that you are right and they are wrong. They have committed a crime. You are a law-abiding citizen. In restoring your rights, you are acting within the law. They are acting outside of the law. So that'll be the podcast. One last thing in the body of the notes of the show. Um, I'm offering signed copies of my latest book, Strange Company to Voodoo Warfare. If you'd like a signed copy, there's a link in there and the price, and you just send it to me to PayPal. And as soon as they come in, I will send them out to you. I got a limited number, so I'm going to sign and number them. Collector's item, call it what you want. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Everybody who is a subscriber is getting a free copy, um, courtesy of me. Thanks for the subscription for a year. We truly appreciate your support of the podcast. I think we're on to something new, and I hope that this is something we can all discuss going forward. Medusa, last words? Yeah, no, I thought you explained everything really well. Um, I do think the video is worth watching. It's only like 21 minutes. Um, I think like the really interesting thing is that um, it's not, it goes beyond like the right or the left. It's like, it really is more of like the globalist, the uniparty, this coup, like, it's not just the Democrats, um, because I just thought it was interesting, like, I always kind of felt like everything really got bad once Obama got into office, and that is true in a lot of ways, but this guy points out, this coup d'etat actually, um, took place a little bit before Obama came into office, so it's not just him, it's not just the left, like, it came, you know, it came to be, like, when George W. Bush was in office, so, I just found that interesting um, and yeah, worth listening to. You explained it so well. <laughs> yes, I'll... but you explained it beautifully. That is the podcast. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.